Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Shameless Plug Podcast. I'm Lick My Sock 117 and I'm joined today by my co-host, as always, TMT Coco. Hello, sir. Again, welcome to episode 8. Hope everybody had a wonderful week and we're back again today. We have a few real Canadian topics to talk about today and I guess a few international ones and of course always the odd nerdy one. Don't forget to yeah. like, comment, and share. Please subscribe, too, because we're really hurting on the subscriber end. Please tell your friends. If you have a second YouTube account, get on there. And Even if you like third. the video. If you don't have a second, now's this. a great opportunity to make one. Just saying. Yes, they're free. Make eight of them. Anyway. True. Grandma's YouTube. Anyway, just make sure you're subscribed. And please like if you're watching on YouTube. Please like the video. Because that helps us a ton with the old YouTube algorithm. And now that we've begged for How a minute straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How are you doing, Coco? How was your week? Oh, my week was, uh, well, it was a week. It was work. And, uh, well, actually, I took half a day off to get my eyes test and found out something I knew for many years now. That I'm blind. Horribly, horribly now you're blind. blind on paper. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if I get pulled over and I don't have glasses, I can actually get in trouble. Whereas before... They suspect nothing. So really, it was a detriment. I shouldn't have went. It was just bad. So like, you feel like you didn't get ahead, you know, even though it's supposed to be a good thing being able to see. And Well, I mean, it's always nice to know that you were right, I suppose. It's like, it's, it's probably been eight, maybe ten years now where I've been like, yeah, there's no way my vision, like, the ideal vision is not this. I must have worse vision than people. For distance, specifically distance. And when I went and got, I think it was my G2, they make you do the eye exam thing, but it's like a really crappy one. You just look in like the shell of a VR headset and they just put like numbers on the screen that keep getting smaller. And I did that full well expecting them to tell me I'm blind. And I did it and I'm like, yeah, you're good. I'm like, what? I can't read road signs. Are you sure? And they're like, you're good. <laughs> just go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask any questions. Just move along. <laughs> Next. Move along. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's like they're drafting pilots for World War II. No, he can see. Throw him in a plane. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> I'm able bodied. Just give me a license. But yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it was it was back in high school, like you were even talking about being blind. Like we were on the bus and you were just, I was like, man, did you see the last name on that mailbox? And you're like, no, nope. there was a mailbox. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, and like it, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's gotten worse the past like three or four years. Now that I've been working and just like sitting staring at a laptop all the time, as opposed to sitting and staring at a TV. Uh, but yeah, I went in there, and the I, I didn't know how much of a process this was. My only experience with eye tests was, um, uh, deck Can the you halls. See this big E. No, oh. no, it was the movie Deck the Halls right at the start because one of the main characters is an optometrist. So it just starts off with the better one, better two scene. And that's all I knew about eye tests. And I go into this place and they got a big poster on the wall and it's like, what to expect during your eye test? And there were like 20 steps. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die here. <laughs> I, I didn't do the, the prereq for this. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and like I went in there, so... Before you even get to see the optometrist, the other people do all the work for them, as most doctor's offices do. 
Doctors are just there for show, basically, and to sign something in a way that no one can read it. And, yeah, they put me in these three machines. The first one, she's like, okay, yeah, just put your chin on this thing that, you know, this geriatric old lady was just using that I didn't clean. It's like, okay, good. Put my chin on the thing, and I'm looking through this screen, and I see, like, a nice farmhouse off in the distance. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then it just starts making a horrible grinding noise, and everything goes blurry. I'm like, oh, God, did they just kill my eyes? Is this, is this like, a setup? <laughs> they ruin my eyes, and then... <laughs> Me, BB, blind since like childbirth and doing these tests, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's so funny hearing you go through this process for the first time. Because, you know, normal people go to the eye doctor, right? I mean, well, I say normal people <laughs> who are still on their parents' plans, but. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, like, I, I never. I don't go to the eye doctor, the doctor, the dentist. Like, my experience is limited. So I go through that and she's like, well, okay. you get to the point where you're too scared to go because you're going to find out something you didn't want to know. Well, <laughs> I went from being scared as a child to the invincible feeling where it's like, I don't need it to the scared with my wallet face. And, oh. uh, <laughs> um, don't we live in Canada? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that means nothing anymore, really, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I go through that one. And then the worst experience that I don't even understand she's like okay so this machine's just gonna puff air in your eye i'm like well that doesn't seem like it's beneficial at all <laughs> and, <laughs> like it's just this tiny little nozzle thing again horrible grinding noises and like this thing it looks like a computer from the 90s like it's got that kind of off-white cream color to it so you know it's just a dinosaur and I just have to see her adjusting it and it just keeps getting closer and closer to my eye. I'm like, it's gonna it's gonna hit it, stop. <laughs> and eventually it gets right to my eye and just blasts it with like a hundred PSI of air, it felt like. Immediately my eyes are watering. I'm just crying. I can feel the tears coming down. She goes to the other eye and she goes and she hits it, makes good contact, just like the first one. And then she's like, Oh, you blinked. I'm like, Huh? <laughs> no. We're done yeah, but, here. Yeah, I'm I'm fighting three million <laughs> years of evolution of mammals blinking when something comes near their eye. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah, and then she has to line it up again. I'm trying not to blink so bad, but I just got tears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did they warn you? Did, did she warn you she was gonna blast you? Well, yeah, she's like, yeah, it'll just be little puffs of air, and then you just hear the compressor start up, and it's like, oh god. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> eventually i so got I, through that <laughs> and like that's it being streamlined you know what i mean like it's not like you're the first one to be at this like yeah, this no, is just they, the process they they, yeah they pump through it like that somehow anyways i went through a couple other machines and the doctor or the optometrist takes me into his office sets me up on the better one better two and he's like so do you have any other issues with your eyes i'm like well they seem to water a whole lot because at that, I, like, I looked like I was crying, so I was—I didn't want him to think I was in tears because I was scared of better one, better two, and and that was a mistake because now he set me yes. up with eye drops, a mask, a regimen of like dry eye stuff, and it's like, okay, well, whatever, I'll take it. It was like twenty bucks, but yeah, I went through that whole process. Turns out my vision was uh, very bad. I went into the uh, the actual like eyeglasses store, the ProVision that was beside it, and I handed them the prescription. And they're like, "Oh, do you have your old pair of glasses?" I'm like, "These are my first pair." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> so I guess it was real bad because <laughs> everyone had kind of a shocked look. 
<laughs> whenever they uh, were given that. So, like, is that the equivalent of, like, somebody our age getting braces? You know what I mean? Like, usually you've already bit the proverbial bullet by now. Well, is I... it, like, the same kind of thing, like, getting glasses? Because, like, usually you either already have glasses by the time you're mid-20s, or you don't get glasses until you, like... You're old. Midlife crisis. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it was just how strong it was. Well, the optometrist literally said, if I give you the exact right prescription that you need, you will have headaches every time you wear your glasses. <laughs> so I'm going to drop it down a little bit so you can actually function. Said that? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, it's going to give you headaches. It's going to hurt your eyes. And say, so, okay, well, this sounds, this sounds great. How much do I charge? How much do I have to pay for that? <laughs> and my God, I didn't realize how much glasses were, but thankfully I have insurance that would not auto deposit. So I still had to pay for it anyways. But yeah, so well, that's that's normal practice. They'll usually pay up front and then get like rebate. Yeah, so on April fifth, I will be uh, certified, uh, able to see things. Because like at this point, someone will, like, I'll be talking to someone and they'll be like, "Hey, did you see me at like the Walmart a week ago?" I was like, "No, where were you?" And they're like, "Man, I waved to you. I was right in front of you." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, no." <laughs> like plot twist. I, w- I was at Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, true. I thought I was at Lowe's. <laughs> yeah. I wonder but... why they didn't have sheets of plywood. Geez, I thought they were just they were just out. Yeah, Lowe's with the freezer damn. section would be a bit whack. But yeah, so April fifth, I'll uh, I'll be able to see you again. I'll be a new man. And that's just for the distance, right? Like you know, next to your mass yeah. of like fifty five, like you're fine, like. Yeah, up close, I can see great. Like, you can you can give me the finest little print you got, and I'll probably be able to make it up for about two more years, and I'll probably yeah, right bifocals. On. But but yeah, that was my no, experience that's... this week. It was uh, it was great. <laughs> Blasting no, the yeah, eyes for and sure. Pay for it. My week was uh, kind of hectic. There, I uh, just got off work from being on a, on a ship for a month there the week before last. Yep. Or I guess last week. I don't know anymore. Anyway, I got called back, and now I'm, there's a ship uh, in the harbor in town here that's just totally not sea-ready, just totally torn apart top to bottom. But they need a, a security person at night. And they're like, well, we'll just pick a navigation. Their sock's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just throw sock on there. What else is he doing? And I said, yeah, fair enough. What else am I doing? So that's when I've been at work in midnight, like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. But I usually get home at 7 a.m., so it's you know, so not too bad. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been at, and I'll be at that until April 6th, so hopefully we can keep these episodes up. Other than that, it's been a pretty quiet week, except for the news of Canadian politics, which I just want to go over real quick. I know nobody cares, but I feel like as a fellow Canadian, it's, it's something worthy to talk about. We have to appeal and to the uh, the old souls in the audience. Talk about That's right, yeah. yeah. And I didn't really, I should read into it more. Like, I was just a, I didn't even bother clicking on the article. I just seen multiple headlines of it. And my understanding is that two of our democratic parties are merging together in order to keep our current prime minister in power until like 2025. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. So effectively, realistically, Canada has three major parties of which two normally win conservative or liberal. And yeah, the NDP basically is tag teaming with the liberals to just beat the conservatives every chance they get. And I think the agreement was basically that if they did that, Trudeau would 
let more NDP uh, like propositions pass and stuff like that. So they'll basically be working together, which more or less completely invalidates the uh, voting process. Because the only yeah, way, yeah, just like, like, you keep going, yeah. It, it, it's always pretty much been that the liberals and conservatives have been like. 49-51 in terms of percentage of voting, like, back and forth. It's always been close. Same as the states. And now, with this, you have... in Like, traditionally, it's you have a majority, you win. Now it's... If you are the conservatives, you need, like, a 60% or more majority, which is very rare. And if you're the liberals, you're getting a bonus 10-20% to 20% off the NDP. So kind of make it's it, whack it, it, like it doesn't seem an emperor palpatine <laughs> more or less yeah i did think of uh the the line so this is how democracy dies <laughs> with, <laughs> with thunderous applause <laughs> when i when i heard about it the first time and like like that's crazy like and like i don't even like so i thought there might have been an election coming up this fall obviously i don't think there is no especially not because because we had kind of that rushed one uh was it last, last year? year yeah because yeah he basically wanted to try and get more seats and i think he ended up losing a couple but it really didn't change anything it just cost taxpayers a ton of money and uh yeah because of that it like reset the cycle of the next election i'm pretty sure so and like growing up you you understand the whole like going back to the star wars thing emperor palpatine's whole thing and you watch it and you're like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. There's no way that would happen in real life. And then growing up, it's like, wait, this is kind of happening in real life. Obviously that not is, to well, the extent he's not completely abolishing well, the Empire the Senate is space stuff, Nazis. Right? <laughs> like, like the Empire was just space Nazis. Like, that's what it was. Well, it was based on the Roman Empire, uh, kind of. <laughs> How it went from Republic to Empire originally. Um mm. With obviously, yeah, a little sprinkle of World War Two baddies in there, because everything seems to do that nowadays. And uh, it it was a real story too. What happened to Rome? How it became the Holy Roman Empire and stuff like that. So it has happened in real life, and now it's uh, kind of happening again. Except Canada is severely less relevant than the Roman Empire was back then, so no one really cares. No, that's right. And, like, the worst part is, is that whether you agree or disagree, there's nothing that you and I could do about it. There's nothing. Like, they're just, like, let's say they go through and merge with that party, make it almost impossible for the conservatives to, like, make the exchange of power happen. Like, unless something drastic changes, like, it's nothing's going to change. Like, they're just going to stay in power. And, like, not well, to, like, influence the audience, but, like, I think that's a bad thing if things keep going. <laughs> the bad thing if, like, everything keeps going I mean, the way it's going. I don't think you have to worry about influencing the audience because one, no one's going to listen to us, but also two, most people on the internet have, go on there to get their opinions made for them nowadays, it seems. They just read a headline or hear their favorite streamer say something and that becomes their opinion too, which I hope no one Well, that's what I'm saying. You have does. a pretty big following. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, I also, I, I hate that whole thing that people just get their, their opinions and mindsets from other people. It, it's so stupid. It, like, one of the biggest streamers out there is a political streamer, uh, Hassan. All he does is talk about politics. I've never heard of him. He, he's openly said that 
the entire purpose of his streams, which are almost all just chatting streams, is just to influence people to agree with his political standing, basically. And, like, most of his audience is, like, late teens, pretty much. Mm. And, like, early 20s. So, still malleable people. And, yeah, all he does is try and get people to, like, have his opinion, more or less, which I think is just really stupid and scummy. Like, I don't want to... If I ever got that big, I wouldn't want it to be an echo chamber. I wouldn't want to just have people repeat what I say, basically. But yeah, we have no real power to do anything as, like, just citizens. And I'm really surprised there isn't a law to stop basically monopolizing political parties. And, I mean, there won't be now, because they're not going to put a law against themselves. No, that's like right. Like Next I, thing you know, there, there'll be a law. There could only be one party. <laughs> well... Yeah, we've seen and that it's before 1933 all over but, again. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I almost feel like there needs to be a council above. We need a Jedi council. No, <laughs> like, we, <laughs> there, there should be some council that doesn't decide, like, do we go with the left wing, the center, the right wing approach on blah, blah, blah. Just one to, like, like an anti-corruption type thing that just ensures no one's like overstaying their welcome or like abusing powers or anything like that like just some kind of check but i have no idea how you do that without people Un- just arguing unfortunately yeah like unfortunately even if you had an overseeing body for the overseers it would still be run by humans and you know what i mean and people are just yeah. so bias and agenda driven right so like you'd almost have to have it run by AI. <laughs> and that's yeah, just there's... the whole, like today it runs your country. Tomorrow it tries to go back in time and kill Sarah Connor. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been warned about this too. <laughs> but, uh... yeah. On the global front though, like while we're just on the tail end of our political discussion, we think, you know, things are still horrible in Ukraine, but at least it hasn't escalated. Like, uh, I woke, like, when I was finishing my shift this morning, I was just talking with a few of the fellows coming on for the day work, and one of them said, yeah, well, woke up today, you know, like, no nukes went off, and apparently that's a good <laughs> day. So, like, yeah. all things considered, it's not so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I read something that iodine tablets are selling out like crazy. It's the new toilet paper. Can't wait to wait, see what, what next year's trend is. Because <laughs> iodine tablets are, like, for people that don't know it, it it's supposed to help with, uh, like, radiation sickness and stuff like that. So if you're exposed yeah. to radiation, iodine tablets are, like, the go-to. And you always, like, anyone that has a bunker just underground, just those people that have just been waiting for this day their entire lives, they, they're probably stocked right up for many years. But, yeah, apparently they've been selling out quite a bit anywhere they're really. I've never seen actually that. seen them. At anywhere. I but. mean, anybody who has played Fallout, like, they know what to do. Yeah, or <laughs> anyone that lived through the Cold War. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I remember I remember talking to my dad. My dad, you know, like our father's, like, you know, my dad's, like, in his 60s now, right? And he was, like, we're just talking about it, and he's like, yeah, like, it's it's absolutely unreal that how basically the Cold War never really stopped. It almost, like, became irrelevant because of other things going on, and now it's kind of resurfaced, right? Because, like, when he was going to school, they had, like, air raid siren drills 
like in the 60s. Yeah, where they you told you I mean? to, yeah, just go onto your desk. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like the teacher had to keep their composure, you know, even though they were Wait, either they a draft were. dodger or a Vietnam vet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like he was saying one of his, his high school teachers was uh, from the States and he was a draft dodger. Sweet. And they came up to Canada to teach in school. <laughs> Like, isn't that wild? Like, anyway, so, like, he was just, like, just blown away. He was, like, what have we learned? Like, what was the best thing that was, like, that's changed from then till now? He was, like, I don't really care for cell phones and the government spying on me. <laughs> Microwaves, that was pretty cool. <laughs> like Toasters. You know what I mean? Yeah, going from, like, having to, like, heat up a toaster or the oven to heat up your leftovers to just stick it in the microwave and eat radiation. That's pretty good. That's a good trade-off. Yeah. Absolute win. Yeah, like, I I remember thinking about it before, just, like, this whole time period, where, uh, so, it was a streamer playing a game, and they were talking about a character that was born in the 1800s, and he was like, how stupid do you have to be to b- be born in the 1800s? Just wait a hundred years, and your life would be so much better. <laughs> Which, I mean, that, in a, <laughs> in a sentence, is very dumb, but... I was thinking about it, like, oh yeah, the 1800s. So either die in World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, or <laughs> potentially the Cold War. <laughs> like, well, on top of that too, that you had like uh, the Spanish flu and all that other crap that went on, right? And stuff, yeah. Yeah. Or the famine, if you were in Europe, and the depression, <laughs> you have to live, make it through that. <laughs> Man, it's been a you great to... couple hundred years. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, 1800s, like you know, like. Sure, you don't get the latest Tamagotchi, you know, on your backpack going to school. But, like, at the same time, I'd rather get the shit kicked out of me with my Tamagotchi than have to go to school and, like, be scared of the black shit or something <laughs> like that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess, well, I guess kids now, like, they're worried about getting COVID, right? Like, I guess, like, is that the equivalent? Like, are they going to, like, overplay that? Where it's, like, uh, I, I play mean, it off like the Spanish flu? I've seen so many people being, like, young people saying like how they've had to go through so much in their life already and stuff in like the past 20 years i'm like what do you want to go back to the 1900s where there isn't like a five-year period where anything's okay like yes things have severely deteriorated since harambe passed but they had like a 20 harambe event at the start of the 1900s so it's so funny you mentioned that i was just talking to somebody and they were like we were talking about the, almost this exact same thing, and we were saying, like, in your, they're like, sock, in your, in your lifespan, you know, you're only 24, like, what are, like, like, growing through, like, the night, like, like, the 40s, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had, like, World War One, World War Two, like, all these conflicts within, like, 20 years of each other, right? Yeah. Or, like, some major event. They're like, what are the major events that happened in your life? And I was like, well, 9-11, like, that was pretty significant, obviously. And I was trying to think of anything else, like, really past that, and I actually said Harambe. Like, I remember life pre-Harambe. I don't okay. Like I don't believe in astrology or anything like that. None of that, like horoscopes, palm readings, no multiverse <laughs> theories or anything. But I do believe that the death of Harambe had a severely negative impact on every person's life, whether they even knew about it or not. And I don't understand the ripple effect that happened but something happened I don't know. <laughs> something definitely do you not feel that though i don't even remember what year that was was that like 2014 yeah i have to look i'm gonna look it up right now well, like, just while we're doing 14 this or here. 15 i can't 
remember exactly. It was the 1415 period because I remember like how good things were, and then he died, and then everything. It was, was actually 2016, isn't was that it crazy? Actually? Like, oh no, yeah, yeah that makes it was sense. that late. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense because yeah, that would have been my third year of university. Everything that's when the weight gain started, and it's yeah, <laughs> like if there's ever a situation like that again, just leave the animal. Like, we can make more children. There are significantly like, more children the... than there are Harambe's. That's right. Like if you, if, if everybody who's listening to this podcast, really think about your life and think about the like 2016, like May 28th, 2016, like where were you at in your life and has post Harambe life been better or worse? Like, please throw something in the comment section. Cause I'm genuinely curious. Like I'm not saying it's necessarily been bad for me, but I feel like that was a Nexus event that has shaken our timeline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some Loki stuff going on here. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> Like, if it was a graph, you would be able to pinpoint exactly... Like, if you went by global happiness, you could pinpoint (laughs) exactly where it happened. (laughs) And you would know what that was. If this was Back to the Future Part 2, like Doc Brown's on the chalkboard, this line represents time. (laughs) And it was at this moment in time, draws an X, May 28, 2016, that the timeline skewed into this tangent, creating an alternate 2022. And in this universe... Ukraine's getting dumpstered. <laughs> There's another plague, and the economy is going to hell. And memes have taken over the internet, like in life. I feel like even I memes just... have gone downhill, though. Like my Instagram feed in 2016 was great. I had so I cracked up laughing so hard in one of my classes. I can't even remember what it was, but I just burst out laughing while the professor was talking and I had to leave. That's how good memes used to be. And now I see them <laughs> and they're just overused garbage. And I hate it. Yeah, memes are all. I garbage. want my memes back. Make make memes like just and like you just throw text on a picture and it's you know what I mean? Like people just assume that's a meme. Like I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, it's just the golden like age is you best. send me are just weird. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> usually what But because like our uh like what do you call it? Like our we're so desensitized to memes, like they have to go to like such a weird Yeah, they have area <laughs> just, of humor to like have an effect anymore. You know what I mean? It's the level of just obscurity or strangeness that makes you just like gut reaction laugh. That's the only way we can really really get good memes anymore like some you could say something funny and it just it probably wouldn't make us laugh for the most part i'm just so desensitized yeah. it has to be such weird <laughs> just, and not even like you know how there used to be like dry humor and then every other flavor of humor like now there's like the other humor dry humor and now like this weird sick in between meme humor yeah or like the just the hyper referential stuff where it references something so obscure that if you know it it's great because it's something you like hadn't thought of in a long time or something but if you don't get it it's it's it, it just it's just crickets it doesn't make sense it's like trying to read braille with your eyes wait you can do that can you <laughs> that's no well i mean i guess that's well you can the if they though. like actually write it out but i guess if it's just like the bumps it's hard to you know what i mean or just reading regular writing if you're blind i guess would have been a better analogy but anyway i realized that i haven't come across braille like the writing braille like the bumps in a very long time is that a dying thing 
Is that still around? I don't or think because blind of COVID, people like are you dying. can't touch. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, blindness is just dying out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it like are we winning? Are we are we winning the battle <laughs> the against, against blind? <laughs> I mean, in my experience, it's it's still a pretty hefty fight, but like you were just on the front lines getting that high appointment. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I dodged the draft long enough. I had to go for it, but. Like, I'm trying to think of realistically the last time that I felt Braille. My university had Braille for all the, like, room numbers and stuff. For most of the Were there a lot of blind people? Like, what percentage of blind people were at your university? Like, less than 1%. I'd see, like, someone with a walking stick, like, just a full-on, like, actually blind person with a walking stick maybe once a month on campus. So they were there. I've never seen that. I've never seen that in my life. I don't know, like... there's, They're a myth. Like, there's no... <laughs> there's no if I was people. blind, I wouldn't be doing that. Like, I'd be sitting what in my... What would you be doing? I'd be sitting in my chair, eating a bag of chips that was placed in front of me, and <laughs> just... Uh, probably listening so to the Shameless Plug now? podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> now that I, think about it. I mean, I was blind. Now I'm getting my glasses, so I'm moving back. <laughs> Yeah. So what you're saying is we can fight like the bl- us blind people. Yes, I say us because I wear contacts. But don't let blindness win. We gotta start like, a campaign. We'll be at the forefront. Is blindness a spectrum? <laughs> is it is it a disease? Can we like raise money for blind? It'd be like the uh, the rabies awareness fun run for the cure from the office. <laughs> This has already been cured. We already have a solution for this. You know what we gotta do? This is a serious thing. We'll just do that for But the real question is, would you rather date the deaf or the blind? I mean, dating the blind would be significantly easier in my situation, but... Because they'll be like, what do you look like? I'll be like, oh, I'm a Chad. They'll be like, what's that? And I'll be like, just trust me. Just feel my stomach. That's what muscle feels like. I'll be like, that feels like a balloon. I'll be like, that's muscle, baby. Have you ever, like, held a pear in your hand that was a little too dated? No. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's my face. <laughs> like, uh, like, that would... Okay, would you, would, would you rather be deaf or blind? Deaf. Really? You can experience so much more by seeing things. And I think so too. Most people, I just don't want to hear, anyways. So it's a win-win. Oh, there's a phone <laughs> meeting. Fair. Yeah, I can't make it. Sorry. Like, well, you wouldn't even know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, like they they would just omit me. It's just I could just be like, oh yeah, just send an email. And it's like all right, like almost everything I, I do now, I could still do if I was deaf. Yeah. Not having music would suck, but even that, music you can like. I don't know how common it is, but I can't remember if it was a show or something where people were making music that was essentially just like super low notes so you would just feel it instead like the same way you can feel the rumble from from a subwoofer right no i've heard of this yeah yeah like i feel like if you're deaf you can work around pretty much everything but if you're blind that's like a completely different lifestyle that i don't want i mean obviously i don't want either but I think that would be worse. It'd be crazy, though. Like, imagine being born with it. Like, I can't imagine. Like, so you know how when you think to yourself, you think to yourself in English in your own voice. Like, I always wondered, like, side side note, I always wondered if, like, 
if the Germans thought to like their own thoughts in their head in German, or would it just be like what we hear? You know what I mean? Like, does that make any sense? Anyway, it's still (laughs) German, but they understand it. Like, that's right. It's like having a conversation (laughs) to yourself. So it's still in whatever language you're. So you think like French people think in French? Yes. How would they really? How would they think in English? (laughs) I just think that we think to ourselves and we just like. We don't know what language it is, but it's just the universal of us thinking to ourselves. Like, I don't think there's any. But I can I can consciously think of words in my head. Like, I can think of what I'm going to say before I say it, right? Well, that's just, I know what you're saying, and I'd, I'd like to see some science. <laughs> yeah, let's, can I get a CAT scan on, on this episode of the podcast? I'd like to see my brain activity, find the words. But, like, I wonder, like, if you were born deaf, like, right from the get-go, just imagine, like, how... Like what is Sad in your, your like what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it would be it would be horrible. But like, what would your own thoughts even like consist of? Like, uh, like you don't know what English sounds like. You know what I mean? Like, how do you even think to yourself? The weird thing for me you, like, is like, kind of going on that. There are some that, like, I don't know what percentage. I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about when I really don't. But I've heard some deaf people talk in English and. They sound like it sounds like bad English and they don't have accents because like accents you pick up just by hearing people as you grow up, basically. And they don't have accents, but I don't know how they even figure out how to say anything if you don't hear someone say it first. Like, yeah, it's, it's if, amazing. If you look how at you the letter A, overcome how, how do you know? How do you know how to pronounce that? Like, try looking at a Russian letter. Uh, what is it? Cyrillic? Just look at one of their letters. Yeah. I, like, I, I would have no idea how to say any of those. And I don't know how you translate that, really, either. What well, was it, the best line in, like, Transformers 3 when, like, they go into the Russian bar and the, the German assistant, <laughs> dude, Dutch, he's trying to, like, speak. Yeah, it's like, Bristikov, like, you speak English. And he's like, Dutch, you suck. And he's like, it's a Cyrillic alphabet. It's <laughs> yeah. like all the he's buttons you never look, push on a calculator. He's trying to look through <laughs> the, the little thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, language is wild. And like and like like I said, like if you were born deaf and like the fact that they can speak and and actually produce like the sounds close to like if somebody who just like or you or I learned English growing up, right? Yeah. Like the the idea of invention and the idea of overcoming is is absolutely unreal to me. And that's like we can dive into that as much as we want. <laughs> like it's just it blows me away that like there's a problem and somebody's come up with a solution for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like even well, sometimes the start of humans and, you know. Sometimes we're really good at that, and other times we're just really bad at it. Like, our just, yeah. the, just the rant I had where just, why don't pants fit better? <laughs> like, simple issue. Someone could work on it. Hasn't happened. Or obviously more, like, large-scale things like curing diseases and stuff. Some of them we figure out quick. Some of them we still haven't figured it out. Like, sometimes we seem really smart, and then other times... We're just idiots. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the pants is a good good analogy because, again, I don't think the demand we need is there. Better pants for the sitting pants. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna make merch. Sitting pants. I'm going to find somebody that will make my pants, and then I'm going to sell them. It'll take off. Well, maybe when the streaming careers and the Shameless Plug podcast take off, we can look at. Uh, new adventures speaking of like upgrading our platforms uh we're talking about getting some stream decks 
and I've already ordered one for my end, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to using it because I don't know if anybody knows what a Stream Deck is. It's basically just a, a little little box, and you can you can choose the size that you get. There's one with six buttons, 15 buttons, or 32 buttons, and it's basically just a, a second keyboard of hotkeys, and they make it so you can make your own little icons and all the keys to make it look fancy. But essentially, it's just 15 more keys in your keyboard. But there's like smart technology and a program that like all come with it where you can integrate like one touch of a button to open like several programs. Like whether you're streaming or even just like working from home, there's so many different elements. Like the more, of course, now that I'm getting one, I'm looking more and more into it of what you can do with it. But I'm really looking forward to getting this piece of hardware and and, and really upgrading. Like even with the Shameless Plug podcast, like I could have a hotkey that'll play right into our recording software for an intro music or a sound in the podcast. Like just looking to upgrade our, our quality of life kind of situation, you know? Yeah, they're wild. But at the same time, they it could totally have just been an app. But I like there's a way to do it, and that's what's been kind of holding me back. There's I know there's a way that you can make an app to do everything that this is doing because that's all it is, basically. And they have like a legitimate phone app that you can get to instead, but it's a subscription based thing. That's how they get you. Like, it's not a super complicated thing, but because of greed, it's expensive. Like, these things aren't super cheap. They're more than I thought, like, way back when I first started. But they they are so handy. And like, me only having one screen and everything else having to be on my unresponsive tablet, I, I think it would definitely help. Like, the majority of stuff I do. Because even if I want to switch scenes, it's not like I can just go to my second monitor that I don't have. I have to just tab out of whatever I'm playing, switch, and go back and everything else. And, like, even if you get one, like, the 15-button one, you can have a button that opens a folder to more buttons. So you can basically have unlimited buttons. It's just a matter of how much, uh, like, navigating you want to do. And one... I was watching a youtube streamer a couple days ago and he mentioned them or someone asked him about it he's like yeah i have two i have the 15 and the 32 and i thought about that i'm like good god i don't want to ever get that far <laughs> but wait what is that 47 buttons <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what insane do you need all the buttons for it's like a whole nother keyboard that's just hockey's i don't i mean he has a lot of like i i think what he does with that is because depending on the genre of what he plays, he has like different transitions, uh, different like BRB screens, stuff like that. And I think he just has all of them saved on there. Like at that point, you don't have to kind of organize what you want to use. You just throw everything on there and you're good. But Yeah, I'm really looking forward to like just learning it. Like like I said, there's other ways you can go about doing it, but I just paid the capital Yeah. to just get the device, set it up. It's a USB. You plug it in. You set up your hotkeys. There's thousands of YouTube tutorials about it. And from there, like, I'd like to set up transition scenes. Like, you can even, like, make a hotkey button where, like, you hit it. And it does, like, an instant replay of, like, the last 30 seconds that plays for your stream while you keep going. And you can commentate, like, over it. Like, it just, it adds such a production value for something that we're just doing at home in our spare time. And they have no, like, I have no background in it. Yeah. It's such a semi-addicting rabbit hole of expenses to stream. <laughs> like... Like, the more you look into streaming, you just find more stuff. Like, oh, I need a better mic. I need what well, you, you don't need any of this, but like, you want it. You want a better mic. You want the boom. You want the stream deck. You want the second monitor. You want this and that and everything else. And it, it always makes me wonder like, are you a good streamer because you're a good, str like, how much 
does the equipment play into making a good stream? Like, do you really need all of it? No, probably not. But I can't see, like, a super good stream that doesn't have the majority of it. And it just, like... It's, it's such a I think weird... For me, <laughs> for me, like, it's... Like, I have fun while I stream. Like, that's... that's Like, I'm actually enjoying, like, the broadcast side of it. And, like, you know, if you get a few people in chat talking with you, you know, having fun, playing games with you. And if you have, like, a little bit of the production equipment to go along with that, I think it heightens my experience. Like, for the Stream Deck example, like, that, that's going to, like, it's going to be satisfying for me to just hit a button and have, like, multiple commands play out. Yeah, I know I'm going to spend, like, like think... hours programming those buttons. Like, just big-braining oh, it. Like, oh, I can be... have this do this and this do that and everything else. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Like, you can even set up one button that, like, when you just sit down before you even stream, you hit one button, and it sets up everything you need to stream for you. All you need to do is hit start stream. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, like, it... I definitely think, well, you don't really need all of them, and just having them probably isn't enough. I think it makes it more enjoyable in terms of, like, feeling you're, like you're a producer, like you're working a TV show or something like that. It's like a simulator inside of you just playing games, but it's not the game. Yeah, that's right. Like, I love the idea of, like, you know, some people, I know for, like, my stream itself, like, it's it's boring like for some people that aren't into like the shooter games or vice versa not into the scary games they're just looking at me on the corner of the corner of the screen and just like the gameplay we're like if we're in the lobby like switch the scene like change it up visually and make it more visually exciting yeah you know what i mean like i, I just feel like especially with like all the short form content coming out like tiktok youtube shorts like etc people like to see variety and like what they're seeing on the screen yeah and I see you even indulge into the shorts now. I try to, but man, I can't get them to actually pick up the shorts, no matter what I try. I think I might just do what you do and just go with the t- like, make it on TikTok or whatever, and then just use that. But yeah, because TikTok has like its own uh, like editing for that, like specifically for like phones. Yeah. To make it into that format, so it's so easy to do it on TikTok, then save it, then upload it to other platforms. Yeah, because like when I edit those videos, I make them in the what is it? Uh, 9 by 16 ratio or whatever whatever phone is I I do it there and save it but I think YouTube still just picks it up as like a regular video Mm. for some reason so I gotta mess with that but yeah like there's so many different things with streaming that you you can spend all your time on it and still probably not be satisfied for like a month plus until you really like settle into it I guess there's still so many things that I want to do with my stream and stuff I want to (laughs) get set up and everything but i ain't got time <laughs> no that's right and you know like uh, hopefully you know with me working these nights like i'm hoping to like kind of catch up on some sleep and like once i get these new like i got a like i have had i've had a yeti mic this whole time i haven't been using it though because i don't want it in front of me while i'm like playing a game on the desk so like i, I invested in the boom arm so that's coming along with the stream deck um and i actually i i got a uh a streamer capture card too for the uh like the xbox or the playstation or the nintendo switch that Good god got. how much money did you spend <laughs> those things aren't I, I cheap was, they're much more than i thought they were that was a hundred bucks for the uh the capture card and I, I like at first i was hesitant but then i was thinking i was like okay well it does, it's not just for the xbox like you could use it for your phone for the playstation for the, the nintendo you know what i mean like it doesn't 
it's not just a one shop unit yeah it's not specific to like a lot of stuff is and i hate it even like i was looking at wheels like racing wheels and you can either get ones that work with xbox and pc or pc and playstation yeah like, why can't i just have mostly a playstation one? yeah and pc i was finding yeah like it's... and those are a lot of money too i couldn't get over that like even uh so i got the hun- the humble bump <laughs> the humble bumble no nope. bundle <laughs> there's today's tongue twister the humble bundle of the racing games i actually did pick that so up because it was only like too. 16 bucks canadian yeah and it was like 400 dollars yeah. worth of games and everything else it's crazy yeah for sure i i did get it yeah and i have like the coupon for the wheel it's like 20 percent off and i looked at the wheels and it, like the wheel that i would want is the the 299 one right the 300 dollars one <laughs> Yeah, because it has the clutch for like manual shifting, and it doesn't even come with the, the stick shift. Yeah, you have to buy that separate <laughs> for like eighty bucks or something. Yeah, so when I seen that, I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna. Like it's it's niche, right? Like it'd be really cool to have like a really nice racing wheel, because I do enjoy racing games. Like don't get me wrong, and like even like, the farming sim, like I would use a wheel for that. Anything I could use a wheel for, I would if I had the wheel. Yeah, but. It's so niche, and I and I don't play enough of them that I'm not going to drop that kind of capital. Yeah. Yeah, like like even uh sorry like even like a joystick like I was looking at a joystick because I really want to like really get good at helicopters for squad. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, a joystick is like you can probably get one for eighty bucks off Amazon, like a decent one. Um, but then I was looking at like certain games and stuff like for squad, like with the helicopters. It seems like with the joysticks, like it, the pitch still doesn't like zero on itself. Yeah. Like, you'd still have to, like, rotate it back yourself to zero. Like, I just want to, like, release it and to, like, auto level out, if that made sense. Yeah, the other, well, the kind of annoying thing is different games support different ones, too. Like, this is, again, why I like consoles so much more. Everything is so uniform, for the most part, whereas PC is just, like, the Wild West. It's like, oh, well, this works for this and not this and stuff. Even, like, back to the racing wheels, I was looking at those and, like, some of the features that they have. Certain games support them, certain games don't. Stuff like that. So you really have to, like, super research whatever you're getting. And I'd love to have all yeah. of that, too. Like, I have a joystick, but it was it's a fairly old one, but I had it already, so it worked out. And, like, I'd like to get the racing wheel. I've already got the VR. Like, any anything that adds to the immersion, I'd love to get. And, yeah, racing wheels I've been studying up on, and they, they get mad expensive real quick. It's like yeah, it's painful. Well, I'd like to experience the the feedback. Like you know, some wheels are just like limp and almost have no resistance to them. Yeah, like it, apparently all these wheels, like it, they'll they'll center themselves back. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it. If you're playing on one and it feels like a Fisher Price, like push car or like those wheels that they have at the playgrounds that are attached to nothing. Yeah, that that doesn't really. You don't benefit from that really. But yeah, yeah some of right. them are super super like realistic in the features that they have and stuff i was looking at the the logitech uh 293 i think is like their highest offering one it's like 500 dollars, but it's got like the pullback like if you hit something the wheel will pull itself back it'll self-center if you pause a game you can spin the wheel however much but when you go to unpause it it actually waits a second moves the wheel back to where it was and then you keep going which is really cool and it also has rumble in it so you feel the vibration of the road and stuff like there's so many little things that they add to it and then you have like do you want the 
the gear driven, which are usually the cheaper? Do you want the belt driven or do you want the direct drives, which are like thousands of dollars? Like, oh yeah, the sky's the limit. You can always get something better. Like basically, yeah. Unfortunately, that's all the time I have for recording there today. Uh, but thank you to everybody who's made it this far into our podcast. Uh, this is episode eight of the Shameless Plug Podcast. I'm Lick My Sock One One Seven. You can find me at twitch.tv slash lickmysock117gaming. And I was once again graciously joined by our co-host. It's me, twitch.tv slash Coco. If you ever want to hear that name said a billion times, you can head over to my Twitch. It's all I say on stream, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. They don't call us the Shameless Plug Podcast for nothing. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you guys and girls have a wonderful week. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you.